0: Today we are continuing our series on chestnuts. We talked about the history, we talked about the folklore, so today we're going to talk about the magical properties, and this comes to us from MagicalSpot.com. The chestnut tree is associated with the god Zeus. Chestnuts can be eaten to encourage fertility and desire, and may be carried as a charm by women to wish to conceive. Uh, Keeping chestnuts around the house and eating them encourages abundance, and staves made from chestnut wood are said to encourage longevity, increase energy, enhance intuition, and help with grounding and centering. Chestnut wood can also be used to make talismans for justice, success, and to gain the uh, sympathy of your audience and to encourage your mind to take in information. That's really cool. Uh, In in Japan, the chestnut fruit symbolizes both difficulties and overcoming them. They are eaten on New Year's Day for success and strength the coming year. Early Christian folklore says that chestnuts also symbolize chastity. Moving into some headlines. Moving into some headlines. This comes to us from themorningcall.com. Whisley High Valley store is believed to be haunted, and an Amazon Prime crew is filming it. Paranormal TV show airing on Amazon Prime is filming their season finale at Salvage Goods in Easton. The episode of Dark Echo's Paranormal Show will air sometime next year. The episode of Dark Echo's Paranormal Show will air sometime next year. Crew members were to spend Tuesday afternoon and evening filming for the episode. Heidi Markow, the owner of the second-hand vintage store in downtown Easton, says that she had no idea she acquired the property last year that it was haunted. Quote, there is no plaque, nothing was told to us, she said. But over the course of the past year, she began to notice odd events in the store, like floating white orbs, eerie apparitions, and ghostly noises. She installed cameras around the store and has posted some of the recordings on her store's Instagram. It wasn't until Marco and her son, who co-owns the business with her, discovered that the store, located at 24 South 3rd Street, was on the site of a Revolutionary War-era jail that was at one time a war camp. In fact, the structure is, according to Marco Historical Research, the first building erected at Northampton County, or by Northampton County. So the historic nature of the building explains some of the darker qualities. Jail doors remain in the building as well as shackles in the basement, believed to have been used on British soldiers who were prisoners of the Revolutionary War. Marco, a self-proclaimed history buff, said she had spent hours poring over records to learn more about her store's locational history. I know what I see, she said referring to videos she has recorded. No one can tell me it's not real. I'm a believer now. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more.
1: Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, January 16th. The waxing crescent moon makes waves in Aries today. Here, the moon squares Mars. Mars is currently exalted in Capricorn. We're feeling a sense of determination that we rarely encounter, ready to own everything. However, the square to the moon and Mars points to an inability to rein in some impulsive instincts. We have to be careful about getting in our own way today. Mars and Capricorn is all about the long game, putting pieces in place, pulling together a strategy. With one impetuous moment, you can bring the whole house of cards down. So slow down a bit today. Allow things to unfold. If you choose to be deliberate, you are way less likely to throw yourself off track. Your daily moon mantra is, the busier you are, the more intentional you must be. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Interested
0: in taking your weed witchery to the next level, or wanting to get started? The Weed Witches Journal by author Carrie Connor blends the worlds of cannabis and magic together to help you document, explore, and expand your daily practices. Dig deeper into yourself with intuitive insights, mystical visions, shadow work, or connect to nature for starters. Want to explore creativity? Dive in with My Vibe, Inspirational Ink, and the Flower Power Activities. Looking to practice your skills? Get attuned with pendulum work and one-card reading. Plus, document your practices with Full Moon, New Moon, Spell Tracker, Ritual Tracker, and more. Order the Weed Witches Journal now from your favorite bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So moving into our question of the day, this comes to us from listener Tiffany Tiffany writes, tarot, oracle cards, maintenance. How often to cleanse the cards if you do your own readings? And for oracle decks, should I be continuously getting new oracle decks? So, very interesting question. I will say I'm a little confused by the second part. I'm not sure why you would need to continuously get new oracle decks. So if someone can kind of explain that question to me a little bit, maybe I'm missing something that's so obvious. Or if Tiffany can write in and elaborate what she means by that. But let's talk about card maintenance. Now, cleansing. Oh gosh, how often we cleanse is so dependent on ourself and our practice, right? Uh, The rules of decks are so different. So what i think is helpful is to kind of hear what everyone does and then determine what you think you need to do and what works for you. So, for example, there's some people who won't let anyone touch their cards. Uh whereas there's some readers where the querent touching the cards is a part of the reading process. I for example, I have no re- i have no issue with anyone touching my cards. However, other people touching my cards is not a part of my process, you know. So, People typically touch my cards, but it's not because I have anything against it. And I think the idea on that is that uh, it is like an energetic thing, kind of protecting cards energetically, not getting someone else's energy on it. (sighs) Personally, don't really believe in that. Um, I don't think our cards are so delicate that someone else's energy should be able to throw a whole reading. You know what I mean? Now... As far as cleansing, so do I cleanse my cards? Yes. Do I cleanse them often? No. I tend to only cleanse my deck when it feels, when I am doing a reading and it feels like gibberish, which is very, very rare. My cards are very clear uh, most of the time. So if I go to lay out cards and the cards just feel empty or blocked or gibberish, at that point I will cleanse them. Now, that is for me, though, someone, I'm the only one ever touching my cards. I'm the only one ever messing with my cards. However, I do do quite a lot of readings. And also, I do a lot of readings where I'm alone. So when I'm doing a lot of readings where I'm alone, I often don't feel like I have to cleanse my cards at all, right? They, me and my cards are a team. They know me. I know them. And they know how to communicate to me. And I just rarely find I have an issue. Now, that does change when other people are involved. I did read professionally in New Orleans for a bit. And I did find that the cards felt like they got mucky with energy or stuck a lot more often when someone else was with me, when someone else was in the room. And so I would cleanse them then. Uh, If you are reading for strangers, like publicly professionally like at a rent fair or in a shop where it is just complete strangers kind of all the time i would think that maybe you would want to cleanse your cards more often Uh, again it's all going to feel it's all going to be based off of like the vibe of the cards right Um, as you get comfortable with your cards and you get to know your cards you feel the energy you can pick up the deck and know when it's just not quite right at that point i think Cleansing is a great idea. Now, if you're not at the point where, like, you're vibing with your cards, if you just want, like, a rule of thumb to, like, because you're still kind of getting to know them, you're still learning how to feel that energy, you're still in that learning process, and you just want to, you just want, like, a set answer, once a month. I think that's completely sufficient. Um, If you're reading professionally, though, you should be at a point where you're very comfortable with your cards and you know when to cleanse them. Now, uh ways to cleanse. Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to cleanse your cards. Uh one, smoke. That's how I do mine. Really easy peas. I take whatever kind of herbal stick is around me at the time. No matter the herbs, I light it and I just uh waft the smoke around the deck a few times. Bim bam, done. We're done. Uh however, if you want to make a stick that's just for cleansing, I think there's some really great ones you can use. I think uh, you know, basic cleansing herbs like rosemary or Palo Santo. Um You could add in a few herbals that are kind of specific for divination, like mugwort, maybe some lavender. You can do, you know, you can do that. But I think any smoke works pretty well. Smoke breaks up energy very well, and I have found that if I feel like they're stuck, I just light an herbal stick. Sw- uh, wa- you know. Wash- now, you can also do spritz, water spritz, Real, real easy. Take some distilled water, put it in a spray bottle, add in a few drops of jasmine, shake, 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 um, a few drops of maybe orange oil, rosemary oil, shake, 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 and then spritz, spritz, spritz. Now, of course, we have to be careful if uh, depending on the material of your cards, if they are kind of a more delicate paper. Bobs be a little bit more uh careful with water. But you know, you know your cards, you know what is safe for them. And then finally, if you're a moon girly, if you're a celestial being, you can put your deck under the moon. You know, let your deck uh what we say, going into waning. Maybe let the deck go from like the crescent to the dark moon and let it pull out the energy. And then maybe let it sit for a few more days, start pulling in new energy. I think that would be a really nice idea and a really nice way to go about it. Now, remember, cards are divination, right? It is fortune-telling. It is of the moon. So in my opinion, the moon can't hurt it. It is a tool of the moon. If we look at divination as a moon sort of uh, practice, and I think that is a- another great way to do it. So yeah, you can do cleansing with smoke, spritz, moon, and honestly, I think often to cleanse just needs to be based on how the cards feel. When it's just me alone and I'm the only one handling my cards, I feel like I cleanse them very, very little. If I'm reading with someone sitting across from me, over and over and over again I would say every two to three times I might feel like I need to do a quick swipe 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 of an herbal smoke and it is good to go Uh, but again if you're reading professionally or you're reading around people you may need to do it more often but I really 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 rely on the cards I've been using my cards for over 10 years and I know them very very well they know me very very well and we communicate very well together so I just I I'll pick them up, I'll start shuffling them and if they feel off, I'll just do a quick cleanse. But yeah, a good sign that your cards need to be cleansed is if they feel stuck, if you start laying out the cards and it just feels wrong, if it's just giving you gibberish, it might be a good time to cleanse it. Now, the second part of the question, which I'm still a little confused about, for oracle decks, should we be should we be content should we continuously get new oracle decks? I don't understand the question. So, oracle decks, if you find one that works for you, you can just use it exactly how, as you use tarot or Lenormand. So, for example, the Witch Daily Show deck. I love that deck. I use it for when I'm doing rich, rich, witch specific readings. So if someone is asking about their spirituality, if they're asking about their witchcraft, I use that deck exclusively. It is built for which questions? It is built for which lifestyle? It is built for which uh, experiences? And I use it exactly like I use my other deck and I cleanse it the exact same way, exact same methods. Um, Needing to get new ones, I am personally again, I'm kind of guessing on what I think the question is here. I am not a deck a deck collector. I really only like to have decks in my possession that I use. I'm, I also don't like having a lot of stuff uh, because it just makes me feel mentally it having a lot of things around kind of like mentally bogs me down. So when I get a deck for the cast, like we do a card pull at the end of every episode, I use the deck. And then I give it away. I give it to a friend who I think would love it. If it's a moon deck and I have a friend who's super moony, I give it to them um, or something along those lines. But I try not to keep decks that I don't actively use. Uh, One, because, oh, my gosh, how amazing would it be if I gave someone a deck and that became their favorite deck? Like, that's so special. Uh, But also, I just don't like to have a lot of stuff around. um, It just bothers me. Uh, So, yeah. So... I hope that was helpful. I hope I answered your question. I'm still a little unsure about the second half, but if anyone understands something and I'm just clearly missing it, um, please just let me know and that would be great. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener April Reinhardt. April, you opulent, glorious banshee. Terry Taylor, you kind avant-garde kitten. Midnight Lightning, you powerful, badass vampire. And Lisa Lord, you celestial, glittery, tropical fish. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull. Our card today is Stay in Your Lane from the Roast Iconic Oracle. And... As I mentioned before, this deck has absolutely no guide for what card is on which page. So it does take me much longer than I would appreciate to find a card. So let's see. Oh, it's mind your own business. That's the message. Mind your own business. Which, you know what? I like that message. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Uh, Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we mentioned today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence.